0: Welcome, everyone. To it's a wrap with wrap. I am your host, Ron Rappaport. Before we start, I would like to thank all our listeners, uh, sponsors and supporters that have helped make this podcast so successful. The podcast is being heard in all 50 states, all provinces of Canada and 45 countries around the world. And once again, thank you all so much. And if you please share the podcast with your friends and family, that would be so much appreciated. This podcast features people who have overcome life's challenges and adversities people who can inspire, motivate, and educate us on an assortment of topics. My guest today is Nelson Tressler. He's the founder and CEO of igotsmarter.com, a goal achievement program and app created to help people succeed in every aspect of life. Now, after being born into one of the biggest scandals his small Pennsylvania town had seen, Nelson will tell you his life sucked, but he set goals and turned his life around. Is the author of the book entitled "The Unlucky Sperm Club." You are not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. Nelson describes the book as a self-help book aimed at helping others accomplish their goals. Welcome, Nelson, to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Ron. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. And uh, we we've had uh, we've had our issues trying to get Nelson. He is a busy guy out in Las Vegas, Nevada and uh, we got him tonight so we're we're very fortunate to have him. Nelson, you have such a unique story growing up. Could you please share that story with our audience?
1: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's quite the origin story. So my mom uh my mom became uh pregnant with me when she was 15 years old and uh, while she was pregnant with me her father who was the local trash collector in a small town in Pennsylvania, drove into the town square. There he spotted two police officers. Uh, He stuck a gun out the window, aimed and took fire at those police officers, killing one and critically wounding another. During, uh, eventually my grandfather was captured and brought to stand trial where he was facing the death penalty for what he had done. During the trial, my mom got up and testified to the jury that the reason that her father had shot and killed that police officer was that that police officer had raped her. And she was now pregnant with his baby, who was me. My mom's testimony worked. The first trial ended in a hung jury. Eventually, my grandfather was tried again. They took the death penalty off the table because of my mom's testimony. He was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole where he ended up spending the rest of his life more than 40 years behind bars, leaving mm-hmm. behind um, me, my mom. She had uh, 14 brothers and sisters in this small town uh, in, in Pennsylvania. And uh, I don't know if you've ever lived in a small town, but uh, people, they're up in your business. And I'm sure uh, they are, yeah. Uh, this was the biggest thing that ever happened in this small town. So everybody knew my family. Uh, and and now knew me uh, in this small town. So I was raised in a small town. I'm, I'm born to my mom at the age of 15. Um, and then eventually my mom meets a man who becomes my stepfather. And uh, quickly uh, me and my mom come to find out that uh, he is an alcoholic and he's very emotionally and physically abusive to us on, on almost a, a daily basis. Uh, Eventually, my mom and him have four small children. uh, And because I'm the oldest and because of the lifestyle that they're living, a lot of their basic needs fall upon me from diaper changing to bottle feeding to waking up at 2 a.m. to put crying babies back to bed. Uh, And because of this, my mom would rather me stay home from school than go to school. And so uh, I start to miss uh, tons of school, which I hated anyhow. I wasn't very good at it. Uh, and then, uh, one day I remember at the end of fourth grade, you know, how you get so excited to kind of see who you're going to have for homeroom next year. And if you're going to be in, in class with any of your buddies. And I remember sure. looking down at my report card and seeing straight F's and, uh, the fact that I wasn't going on to fifth grade, that I was staying in fourth grade, that I had flunked and it should have come to no surprise. I probably have missed 60 days of school that year. And that's pretty much how my life went. And then one day. My stepfather was walking home drunk from a bar and uh, somebody else was driving home drunk from that bar and they ended up hitting and killing my stepfather. Leaving my mom now uh, with five small children, she had never worked outside of the home. She dropped out of school in the seventh grade uh, because of me. Uh, And as hard as my mom's life has been to this point, losing my stepfather, no matter how badly he treated us, uh, pretty much broke my mom. She couldn't figure out how she was ever going to carry for five small children on her own. Yeah. And, and, and one night, uh, she decided that she was going to take her own life and my mom attempted suicide. And fortunately, uh, she wasn't successful in, in her attempt, but when she did get out of the hospital, That's when my family got split up. And I went to go live with my grandmother, who who was the wife of the man who who shot and killed the three dogs. And uh, for the first time in my life, uh, you know, I I, I moved in with my grand. There's 10 people living in this three bedroom house at the time. Uh, My spot in the house was on the floor next to my grandmother's bed. And next to me was another cousin on a mattress uh, on the floor. And everybody else was pretty much scattered on couches and love seats and stuff all scattered there. But for the first time in my life, there was no alcohol in the house. There was no fighting. I didn't have to worry about my stepfather coming home and beating me and my mom. So uh, a, a sense of and, and there was always food in the house. So a sense of peace kind of came in, into my life when I went to go live with my grandmother.
0: Now, when you went to live with your grandmother, did your grandmother live in the same town or was that a different town?
1: Nope. Same town, same town. I mean, a lot of people ask, you know, after your grandfather did that, uh, why didn't your family just move out of that town? We were too poor. I mean, my grandmother lived in the same house uh, her entire life. And it it was a two bedroom house, no indoor plumbing up to, up till I was, I think I was four or five years old. I can remember them putting in the the plumbing and the, in the bathtub and everything. I mean, until then we had an outhouse out back and this was in the mid seventies. So it wasn't in the 1800s, Yeah, but, you know, they were very poor, uh, you know, especially after my grandfather had, uh, went to prison, uh, leaving my grandmother with 15 children. Now, some of those children were adult children whenever he did that, but there were still a lot of children at home. And, uh, so yeah, no no one no one had the money to move away, so uh, we we all just stayed in that town and kind of dealt with uh, dealt with uh, the consequences of of what had happened.
0: Now I understand you also uh, were diagnosed with dyslexia. Is that is that true?
1: Yeah. So so eventually, when I failed fourth grade, um, you know they they placed me into special ed. I couldn't read. I couldn't write. I couldn't spell. I mean, I never went to school. I mean, there, were, there was no reading stories at home. Education had zero emphasis in our family. Of the family that I come from, of my mom's 14 brothers and sisters, only two had ever graduated high school. None had ever gone to college. Uh, so I was placed in the special ed and just kind of, but what I realized when I, when I lived with my gram, my gram's one rule was you had to go to school. And, and that was probably her one saving grace, you know, with having 15 kids of her own and raising another 15 or so grandchildren, that was probably her only time to really sit down and have, you know, time to herself. Yeah. And so if, if you weren't bleeding uh, and you could get out of bed, you were going to school. That that, that was her rule. So but thank started, God for grandmother, right? Yeah. And, and, and as I started to go to school, I started to realize, like, I could learn. Uh, I wasn't dumb. I just never built up momentum. I was always so far behind because I was missing two or three days of school a week. And uh, so I, I realized that. And then the one thing that changed was when I was in about the seventh grade, a counselor came into school and they talked about uh, what it would take to get into college. Now, college never really crossed my mind. Like I said, I came from a family that. If if you graduated high school, that that was like a huge plus. But whenever they were talking about, I'm like, man, if I got a college degree, the rest of my life would just be easy. And you know, I I I said to myself, I'm gonna I'm gonna graduate from college. I'm gonna be the first person. And you know, you know what happens? You know, as soon as you set a big goal, that voice in the back of your brain starts yelling at you all the reasons you shouldn't even try. And I remember thinking. Right after I did that, you know, Nelson, you're in special ed, man. You can't read. You can't write. You can't spell. You have dyslexia. No one in your family's ever gone to college. Why? What are you even thinking? But I knew where I was headed. I knew what type of life I was going to live if I didn't do that. And I had absolutely nothing to lose. So from that day on, I started doing everything that I could do to uh, get into college. And fortunately for me, I was a pretty good athlete. And um uh, started to play sports and track and football, and uh, I had one team that wanted me to come and play college football for them, and because of that, they were willing to massage the admission requirements and uh, because of that, and when I say massage, I'm talking deep tissue, you know, massage, yeah. not just caressing. and because of that, eventually, I became that first person to go to college uh, and went to school. So Uh, you did graduate high school. I did graduate high school, yeah. Okay. Uh, With a a 2.2 grade point average. Hey,
0: that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, considering uh, everything that you had to go through. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I went to college, but then the scholarship and the Pell Grants and all that wasn't enough. Uh, I owed like $3,000 at the end of the semester. And uh, my gram was making $4,800 a year through Social Security, so there was no way I was going to be able to pay, you know, $3,000. And I knew I was going to be stuck in that situation every single year. And my buddy was headed into the Air Force on the GI Bill. And he had talked to me uh, about that. And I'm like, you know what, that solves two problems for me. One, it showed me how I was going to be able to pay for college. And two, it got me out of that town that uh, I had so much baggage in. And I remember, you know, flying on that plane, flying on a plane for the first time in my life, and I wasn't scared. I was so excited, and I remember just looking out the window and thinking to myself, "Nelson, you can be anybody you want to be now because nobody knows who you are. No one knows who your family is. You don't have to deal with any of that anymore. You can be anybody you want." And I just remember just like a weight had fallen off my shoulders, and um, eventually you know it took me 12 years from the time i set that first goal i went to four different universities four years in the united states air force but eventually uh i became the first person in my family to get to get that college degree
0: well i want to thank you for your you know for your service number one and i'd like to ask you after hearing all this that you went through in your in your early years for the people out there tell us how someone can in your, in your opinion, overcome a trying childhood?
1: You know what? For For the longest time, um, for the longest time, I gave my childhood a, a, a negative meaning. Uh, I hated it. I hated everything that I had to go through. I hated everything that people, you know, the way people treated me. I hated, you know, having dyslexia and not being able to read and write. I hated all of that. But Um, whenever I got into the Air Force and and then eventually going to college, I really got into personal development. And I realized, like with goals, uh, I set that one goal, right, to graduate from college. And that kind of, I realized, man, if I could do that, what other goals could I accomplish? And one of the things that I realized is that everything that happens to us in our lives, it only has the meaning that we're willing to give it. We get to assign meaning to everything. So for the longest time, I started giving that my childhood, my past, a negative meaning. In fact, I didn't want anybody to know about my past and my family. Uh, I only told my wife right before I married her, just so she would know, and and it didn't come up. Uh, I felt like I had to tell her, but I never told anybody else. You know, I moved away from that town. I never moved back. I never told my in-laws, never told my friends, never even told my kids about my past because I was running from it. I'm like, why do I want anybody to know that? But then I started to give that past a positive meaning. I started to think, you know what, Nelson, you live this life for a reason. You were able to overcome it for a reason. And that reason is so that you can help other people. Let's
0: break away from the podcast for a moment to tell you about a great program available for those needing relief from muscle tension and joint tightness. The course is Hyperbolic Stretching, the Science of Muscle Geometry and Reflexes. Discover the eight-minute flexibility and mobility routines that can relieve your muscle tension and joint tightness in the next 30 days, regardless of your age, body type, or current physical condition. This program has been enjoyed by over 750,000 beginners and athletes worldwide. Splits, forward bends, back bends, full squats, and the ability to interlace your fingers behind your back are displays of natural range of motion we all had as infants but lost it for various reasons over time. There are many causes of muscle stiffness ranging from lack of physical activity, incorrect way of sitting or standing, hard physical work, and heavy strenuous exercise. Unfortunately, sooner or later, muscle stiffness often manifests as pain, especially in the neck, lower back, spine, shoulders, or hips. Proper stretching is the best non-invasive solution that can help you get back to living a pain-free life. What's more, it can even get you in great shape so you can restart your active life. This science-based stretching program doesn't require more than eight minutes per day, and it doesn't only develop your flexibility, but your muscular strength as well. You can save a lot of time with this program because there is no need to travel to gyms or yoga studios. You can follow the program while watching TV or listening to your favorite music. Here's some facts you didn't know. You'll gain more flexibility when you train your central nervous system instead of merely trying to stretch your muscles. Stretching the same muscle every day can actually decrease your flexibility. Three times a week is optimal frequency. Some of the main benefits you enjoy from this program are... Reduce stiffness and tension, improved posture, improved circulation, reduced post-workout soreness, improved sleep, better running, cycling, and golf, reduced back, hip, and leg pains, increased bladder and bowel control, and injury prevention. This program offers a 60-day money-back guarantee if for any reason you aren't happy with the course. The program sells for the unbelievably low price of $27, and you get lifetime access to the program. Click the link in the podcast notes for more detailed information about the course and to order it.
1: And let other people know that hey, no matter what circumstances you're in, uh, you're not the you're not the victim of those circumstances. You're the product of your choices. And as soon as I started giving my my past a positive meaning, it started to fuel me. It started to energize me to get out there and to tell everybody about it so that they can take strength from what I overcame to overcome whatever their, their bad circumstances
0: are. Yeah. You know, I always use that old saying, you know, some people say, well, why is this happening to me? And I think sometimes you have to ask yourself, why is this happening for me? Absolutely. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So so you, you go on to attend college, you join the Air Force, you finish your studies at UNLV. Yep. And you founded your first company. You also spent uh, twenty years in the real estate field. So, tell us about a little bit about that time of your life.
1: Yeah, so uh, I got out of the air force. I'm married. Um, me and my wife uh, have our first child, and uh, I'm still going to college. My wife uh, is is uh, working uh, as a dental assistant, and uh, I'm I'm washing windows in Las Vegas to get through school. Uh, and it, that was no easy task. It's 120 in Vegas, uh, most of the summer and, and the windows get, uh, probably about 190 and you put water on them, the water dries before you can even get up to it. So it was a rough job, but, uh, uh eventually I, I got a finance degree and I was in the last semester of my, uh, of my degree and I had to take an internship. It was a requirement and, Uh, I had waited too long and I didn't get anything. I wanted to be a stockbroker and there were no interns available. And so I was just going to take whatever intern I could. And uh, eventually I found something in the commercial real estate industry. I didn't even know what commercial real estate was, but I'm like, you know, I I might want to own a couple rental properties or something. Who knows? Eventually I ended up getting an internship with uh, a good firm in Las Vegas uh, with the top guy in the, uh, in the office. And, uh, I just took to it. I loved sales. I love to help people, um, you know, find spaces for their businesses and, and purchase properties. And anyhow, after the first, uh, after my internship, uh, you know, my, uh, well, so during that time, this, this guy, one day he had a check on his desk, you know, I, me and my wife are living in this small two-bedroom house. She's working. I'm washing windows. You know, I, I think I made $6,000 washing windows the year before. I go in, and, and this guy just got a check, and it was like for $7,000. He puts it on the corner of his desk, and he it's not even paying any attention to it. And I look down, and I'm like, holy cow, $7,000. And I went home to my wife, and I said, he got a check today for $7,000. And I remember us laying in bed thinking, man, if we had $7,000, we'd do this, and we'd go on this trip and just all the things. And so I realized that, man, you can make really good money in this industry. And then at the end of my internship, he came to me and he's like, dude, you have what it takes. You're not afraid to cold call. You're not afraid to get told No, Uh, you work hard. He's like, you could be really successful if you stayed in this industry. And if you'd like, I'd like to hire you to come on and, and be my assistant and learn under me and and help me on my deals. And after seeing those type of checks, I'm like, sign me up.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, I'm in.
1: <laughs> yeah, sign me up. I'm in. And, you know, uh, he paid me by the hour the first couple years. Uh, so I was still washing windows, uh, you know, still struggling to get by, but I was learning the trade and he was teaching it to me. And eventually, uh, I went out on my own and uh, became the top salesman worldwide several times for a top five commercial real estate firm, formed my own team, was the number one producing uh, broker in my uh, discipline in Las Vegas for like 18 years straight. Uh, So very successful uh, doing that. And then all along the way, uh, I'm very entrepreneurial. I saw other opportunities. I was able to start. Uh, a few businesses, uh, children's learning centers, uh, pet resorts, tanning salon, trampoline parks, uh, those sorts of things, and uh, and and eventually was able to sell a few of those businesses and 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 be able to uh, retire from commercial real estate after twenty years.
0: Well, I have a couple of questions for you. Uh, how can someone break the chains of abuse and failure? In their family yeah that's, that's my first question
1: well the, the thing the thing is is uh uh you, you can't do anything about the past you know and and you you make your decisions and you make your choices and you need to understand that your choices have consequences uh a, a lot of times growing up as I was going through the childhood that I went through, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know who I wanted to be, but I knew who I didn't want to be. I knew what I didn't want to do. And I started to try to make choices that would get me as far away from being that person or doing those things as I could, not even knowing what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be. And I think sometimes that's where you can just start is, I don't know who I want to be. I don't know where I want to go, but I know where I don't want to end up and I know who I don't want to turn out like, and I'm going to start to make those choices to get away from that. But, um, you know, one of the things in, in our program, I Got Smarter, is we form what we call an alter ego. And this is a person, our perfect version of ourselves. And we design it, and uh, you know we really get into it. We know exactly what they do in certain circumstances and how they respond. You know when they're tired, yeah. and how they respond when they don't want to do something. But and then we start to try to make those type of choices. And what you find out is you start to become closer to becoming that person than the person that you used to be. And then all of a sudden you think when you design this, this was the perfect version of yourself, and After doing this for a few months or a year or so, what you realize is all of a sudden that perfect version of yourself is further along than where you ever thought you would get. And now you're shooting for something above and beyond. So you're always striving to become that better version of yourself.
0: Yeah. And we're going to get in. We're going to get into. uh, I got smarter. What do you attribute your driving force and ambition to create to create all that that you did? Uh, what do you attribute that to?
1: You know what? There, I think there's a lot of factors in that. I mean, one, I'm I'm always hungry for, for success. I know what it's like not to have that. I mean, my family's probably, you know, definitely my number one motivator. I want to show them um, what it's like to, uh, to uh, do your best and achieve becoming the best version of yourself. But in the back of my mind, there was always that part of me that told myself, I want to show these people doubted me that always looked at me as that kid from the trial or that kid from that family or that kid in special ed or who got free lunch. I always wanted to, you know, in the back of my head show them that I was valuable, that, that they misjudged me, that I could do, you know, great things. And I think some of that is definitely uh Uh, driving me as well
0: well what was the reaction of your family or or maybe even I don't know if some of the people in that small town knew whatever happened to you after you left but what was what was the reaction you know
1: what my family was proud of me um you know they they definitely uh were were happy with my success I mean like like anything though I mean I come from a huge family so uh i have over 150 cousins wow and
0: uh, i think yeah with 15 kids yeah
1: yeah so uh for for the most part i think everybody was happy for my success but you you always have and i write about this in my book called the unlucky sperm club the crab bucket syndrome to where you know you you put you put one crab in a bucket and the and the crab can crawl out and go into the ocean you put multiple crabs in that bucket and none of those crabs are going to crawl out because every time one crab tries to crawl out, the other crabs will reach up and pull it down and they all end up dying in that bucket. And I think, you know, I had a few cousins that were like that, that saw, you know, when I published my book and uh, started to uh, get, get the word out there of, of my success and, and the things that I were doing that kind of lashed out at me and, and started to try to drag me down. I mean, there, there's two ways to have the biggest building in town, uh, build it or tear all the taller ones down than yours is. And I had some of that, but, but overall, when I went back to my town, uh, you know, people treated me like royalty. You know, they, they, they were really happy for me. Uh, they, you know, they, they had nothing but good things to say. And I think they were all proud of, of what I had become.
0: Yeah, well, there's always going to be a few naysayers, Nelson. What was the impetus to give you the idea and the desire and energy uh, to write the book and and create your app for people to achieve their goals? Tell tell us tell us about the impetus and tell us a little bit about the book.
1: Yeah, you, you know, I I I'd, I'd had my career in commercial real estate. I sold a bunch of big businesses, and I just looked at how blessed I was. And I thought, okay, what, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I've been so blessed. And I just thought to myself, you know what? There are so many people out there that are only one goal away from getting that positive momentum to, to change their lives and not only change their lives, but change their family's lives. It, you know, goals are generational. They don't just change the current person's life it changed their family's lives and their family's lives and and I'm living proof of that i mean my kids are living a drastically different life than i'm living just from one goal so i wanted to give back i mean goals are goals are a simple thing uh, but there's so many people that misunderstand them and don't know how to properly set them and then and then achieve them and i had used goals from from as far back as I could remember, and then I got really serious about personal development and goals uh, after I, you know, graduated college. Used them in in my career to become, you know, better than I ever thought I could. And I wanted to share that information and those strategies and techniques with anybody and everybody because I know uh, all of us uh, will live better, more fulfilling lives if we learn how to and achieve our life's biggest goals. And that was one of the the main reasons for me writing my book is I have a pretty unique uh, story. And um, I know there's everybody out there has their own unique story, but I wanted to get my story out there and to kind of show people that you can overcome horrible circumstances uh, and give them some strategies and some techniques and some Inspiration to go out there and, and do that with their own lives, and so I wrote the book to inspire them, and then I uh, developed the uh, I Got Smarter app to help them to continue the the progress of achieving their life's biggest goals and stick with it and uh, and and live a life they couldn't have even imagined.
0: Yeah, it's it's great that you that you're doing that. uh Who in your life do you attribute your success to? The one who the one person you looked up to and inspired you, your, your support. Yeah. Is there, is there anybody out there?
1: Yeah. My grandma, my grandma was my biggest hero. Um, uh, you know, she, she had lived a very hard life, uh, with my grandfather and, uh, having 15 children and, uh, you know, never having much, but the one thing she had was family and she made sure that, uh, you know, she did everything in her power. Her, her life was for her family. And then when all of her kids were raised and out of the house, she started doing it for her grandchildren and took, you know, a dozen or so grandchildren in to raise them, including me. And uh, without her, I don't know where my life would have ended up or where I would have ended up. Uh, But yeah, I mean, she, she was the queen of our family and uh, so many people, not, o- not only like blood relatives, but just people who lived around, loved and adored her and respected her for, for the person that she was in spite of the circumstances that she was in.
0: Yeah, she sounds like a, a wonderful woman. No doubt about it. Can you tell our audience exactly, uh, and we, we've alluded to it, but now it's time to get into it. Tell, uh, tell our audience exactly what is the app? I Got Smarter.
1: So the I Got Smarter app is an acronym for the steps in, in the program. But, you know, every we don't have knowledge problem when it comes to achieving our goals. I mean, we all pretty much know what we should do and even when we should do it. Uh, and if we don't, we could go on Google and get a million results in a half a second on what to do. Our problem is we have an execution problem. We don't do what we know we are supposed to do when we're supposed to do it. And uh, that's what my app does for people is it helps them stay accountable to themselves to do what they said they were going to do. And uh, accountability kind of has that negative connotation where you envision these people yelling at you because you didn't do what you said you were going to do you're not accountable to anybody else in the, in this world except to yourself and uh, we, we teach that in our program but we also teach you to uh, be accountable to yourself and to uh, really know what your why is and to understand that your goals are your goals and to surround you with like-minded people that are out there trying to uh, achieve their own biggest, you know, life's biggest goals. And everybody's going to help each other stay focused and uh, get, get past those bad days where you don't feel like doing your goals because everybody quits after that one day where you just didn't do it for whatever reason. And then you're going to start the next day or the next Monday or the next month. And then you don't, and then you wake up and it's, Five years, 10 years later, and uh, you're nowhere closer to your goals. And in fact, you're way farther behind because now you're older and you have less time and less energy and all that. So, I got smarter is a goal achievement app that, you know, 3% of goals actually get achieved. With, wow. with I got smarter, we flipped that. If you use the app and you continually use the app, Uh, 97% of your goals will get achieved.
0: Wow. That's, that's a great, that's a great percentage. So what in your opinion, you you might've answered this, but what in your opinion is the reason why people do not meet their goals? And what is the most important trait when it comes to achieving one's goals?
1: Yeah. I mean, people don't achieve their goals because they quit. And that's the only reason people don't achieve their goals. I I truly believe that with enough time, enough energy, and enough focus, you can achieve any goal. Uh, That doesn't mean we should go after any goal, uh, but with enough time, energy, and focus, we can achieve any goal. And I think that's where everybody fails is they quit, they lose focus, and uh, they kind of forget the reason that they're doing it. But yeah, I mean, quitting is the only reason that you're not achieving your. Because if we would have stuck with our goals, you know, as long as we know that we can achieve them, we have that that plan uh, that we know we have to follow to achieve those goals. If they're truly our goals and not the world's goals or our parents' goals or our children's goals, you know, they're our goals. Uh, The only way that you can fail is if you quit. And that's what I Got Smarter is all about, is it's about making it as difficult for you to quit as possible and and it's not it's not like we're forcing you to do it it's it's about reminding you and prompting you and having that having that group of people that are pulling for you to get you through those you know down days or that down week or even that down month and then that strategy that when you do get off course that it gets you back on course and it gets you going towards that goal again and instead of missing out on a year or five years, you're missing out on you know a week or a month, and then you just get right back at it. You build that positive momentum, and uh, you achieve whatever goal you put your mind to.
0: So it sounds like with the app, there's some interaction with other people. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, like I said, I got smarter is an acronym, and the G and I got smarter is for the group of people that uh that you're in and everybody in that group is going after their own goals uh we we go after goals in all areas of our lives from you know professional to lifestyle to health to finance to family sure so uh, anybody can go after. we don't pick your goals for you i mean that that you that you know what your goals are but we help you achieve those goals and everybody in the group uh, we we get linked together through our app, and we know whenever somebody is doing their morning ritual, and whenever, whenever they've missed a day, that your success partner gets an alert through the app that hey Nelson didn't do his morning ritual today, and he didn't do his evening ritual, and now me, as a as your success partner, I can kind of get get in there and say hey Nelson you know or uh, Ron uh, you know what's going on, what can I help to get you back on track. you you know, make sure you're feeling okay. Hey, we all have bad days, man. Let's get back at it tomorrow. And uh, that's how that group works. Is that that positive motivation from other people and and knowing that other people are watching. There's so many of us out there that we do our own goals and no one's watching. And if we don't do anything,
0: there's nobody to tell you. Yeah. Right. And, and,
1: And we have big goals, right? But in the, I got smarter program, we break all of our goals down into what's a four week sprint. So we can really tell if we achieve that four week sprint, but you might have a big goal that's going to take you a year or five years or even 10 years to achieve. So really what, what can you do today or even this week or this month that's going to make a difference in that 10 year goal? But we teach you how to break that down to say, okay, now that's, that's the ultimate goal, you know, five years from now but what can I do in the next four weeks that's gonna help me get closer to that goal? And you can really feel that and, and you can you can measure that. And that's what really builds up that momentum and let you know, hey, I am working on this goal and I've gotten a little bit closer in this four week sprint. And, and the other good thing is is that we can rotate those goals. Like our lives change, right? So maybe I need to focus on a different goal this coming four week sprint or a couple different goals. You know, we work on up to three goals every four week sprint. So there's a lot of strategies and techniques that I've learned from other programs, learned from myself and learned over the last 25 years that uh, that will help people, you know, not make those same mistakes that 95% of goal speakers, you know, make.
0: So it sounds like a step-by-step process. Yeah, it's especially it's yeah, very. It's term. very,
1: uh, you know, all the steps are there. If if you follow the go- if you follow the program, the only way you the only way you don't achieve a goal is by quitting.
0: It's by quitting. Yeah. Nelson, for what age groups is the app appropriate for? I mean, can 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 a high school student use it? Uh, you know, or,
1: you know that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody who wants to achieve a goal, uh, this program is is it's for them. I mean whether you're in 8th grade and 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 your goal is to get straight A's or to make the football team or or what have you I mean this will help you really set set those goals and then come up with that plan to achieve it and actually fulfill it or you know you're you're 90 years old and you have a goal to you know travel to 15 different countries or visit all the national parks or or whatever it is, uh, it'll help you achieve that. So yeah, it's, it's appropriate for, for, you know, eight to a uh, hundred.
0: So you must have all age groups that are involved with it.
1: Yeah. Using, we using we, it. We, yeah, we do.
0: Now you have another program titled six months to success. Now, how does that differ from the, I got smarter, uh, program, Uh, Can you tell us about that program? Yeah, so Six
1: Months to Success was the first uh, goal program that I started before COVID. And uh, that that program meets in groups, live groups. So we meet once a month. And uh, so you you physically get in a room with those people. Uh, It's a little more... I mean, I mean, you get to really know those people and get to see them. Whereas on I Got Smarter, it's a virtual and and you're doing the same thing we're doing here with that. So when COVID struck, I had to figure out a way, okay, how to get this program out there with without being able to meet in groups. And just like any goal, right, uh, there's those hurdles that bounce up in front of you. You just got to get after it and say, okay, you know, here's the hurdle. How am I going to figure this out? How am I going to get over it? And when COVID struck, uh, that's when I got back up and, uh, and determined like, okay, yeah, everybody's getting used to Zoom and, and uh, FaceTiming and uh, let's just do it over Zoom and we can have our meetings that way and, and, and people can meet that way. And so I redeveloped the app to, uh, to facilitate that type of meeting.
0: So, Nelson, for those out there unsure themselves to move forward, uh, setting their goals and accomplishing them uh, for whatever reason, what advice for them uh, to start the process do you have? Just that start.
1: I mean, everybody wants all the traffic lights to be green before they start on their journey. But the thing is, with success, it's, it's a lot like walking through fog. Uh, you know, you can you can't see your hand in front of your face, but as you take one more step forward, you get to see something a little bit further ahead of you, and you take another step, and you continue to see, and then and eventually you take enough steps that the fog kind of splits, and you can see it. But if you never take that first step, you're never going to get to that point. So just that, just start where you are, you know, right now where you are. That's the only place we can ever start. And uh, there's so many people that have been waiting for months and years and decades for the perfect time to start living the life they want to live. And it it never lines up. But if they would have just started where they were, they'd be so much further ahead by now.
0: So many are afraid of failure. So they talk themselves out of changing their situation. Tell our audience your thoughts on the subject of failure.
1: I don't know. I, I've never failed. So, uh, I've only learned, uh, I may not have hit my goals on time. I may not have gotten the, the, the overall goal that I wanted, but I learned. And, uh, that's what failure is to me is when you come up short, when you fall down, learn from it, get back up and keep going. I mean, you only fail when you quit. Uh, and I mean, all of us are going to fail. Uh, you're never going to go from point A to point B without having a few setbacks and a few learning experiences, and it's it's all how you label label it. If you want to label it, this is the biggest failure of my life, then it's a huge failure. Or you want to label it, you know what? This is the biggest learning yeah. uh, experience in my life. Uh, I've learned so much from this these circumstances and and, and this. And then go from there and, and and take what you learned and then be able to succeed uh, in in a, with what you've learned.
0: Yeah, definitely good advice. Now, was it difficult for you to reveal your past of uh, growing up under those hard conditions? And how uh, did exposing that story to the world affect you? And what did you learn from it?
1: It was very hard. Like I said, I never told anybody that until... Uh, you know, I, I decided to go out there and try to help other people who have been in tough circumstances. And it was so hard to tell that story that in the beginning, I had to tell that story in the third person. So I would tell the story ab- about about this person I knew uh, and the circumstances that he went through. And then I would reveal that it was me at the end because it was so painful to get through. But I mean, I, I've, I believe that my story has helped know, thousands of other people uh, take control of their own lives and realize that if I can do it, they can do it and uh, and set off on their own journey of becoming that better version of themselves and not really, uh, you know, hanging their hat on all the bad things that had happened over nothing they could do about that. All we can do is about, you know, here in the now and uh just start heading in the right direction and getting further and further away from that that past that that we're you know running from
0: yeah and that was that was my next question what advice would you give to someone that is struggling to overcome their past but i think you just answered it
1: yeah and and i think it's also envisioning that future that you want uh realizing that you can have a better future i think that's where people get is thinking that oh that that could never happen to me or i could never be in that situation man i am living a life that you know 30 or 30 years ago i couldn't even imagine i couldn't have written it down because i didn't know it, it, it existed right uh, but here i am living it because of every single day of just getting up and working towards it knowing knowing you know that that I I was willing to work hard for it. And then every time I kind of reached a goal, I I realized, hey, there's something bigger and better out there that I want, and I can work towards that too. And then all of a sudden, all these new opportunities open up to you and this life that you couldn't even have imagined uh, all of a sudden you're living in.
0: So, Nelson, how can people contact you? How can they obtain the book and the app? Yeah, you can buy the book everywhere books are sold.
1: Probably the easiest is Amazon. Okay. Uh, again, it's called The Unlucky Sperm Club. You are not a victim of your circumstances, a product of your choices. Right. And, uh, and then uh, the app, you can find the app at I Got Smarter or Six Months to Success. Uh, but probably the easiest way to connect with me is at my website, nelsontressler.com.
0: Okay, so we're gonna put that in the podcast notes. Uh, Nelson's website is nelsontressler.com. If you want to deal uh, purchase the app or whatever or learn about it, I got smarter.com. And then the course is six, the number six months to the number two success dot com. Is that correct? Right. Okay, so we'll put that in the podcast notes for everybody out there. Nelson, before we have to conclude, please leave our audience with one piece of lasting advice.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go back to, uh, that advice that I gave is things only have the meaning that you're willing to give them. You get to write the story. And by you being the author, everything that happens to you, you get to give it meaning. So I know it's hard sometimes. And I know a lot of us have gone through tough situations and, uh, horrible circumstances. But if you dig deep enough, if you look at it from enough angles, always that silver lining that you can find in every situation that you're in, we get to assign meaning to it, give it a positive meaning and uh, draw energy from it, learn from it, and then go on to, to, uh, you know, bigger and better things.
0: I want to thank you so much, Nelson, uh, for sharing your incredible, inspiring story and for all the work you're doing to help others uh, achieve their goals. It's been a pleasure to talk to you and learn from you. And I'm so glad you could be on tonight. Yeah. Uh, com- thank you. Comments and suggestions uh, for the podcast, you can email me at itsarapwithwrap at gmail.com. Our website is itsarapwithwrap.com. We have a Facebook group and page, It's a rap. With rap. And we're on Instagram. It's a wrap with rap podcast. All the episodes are on YouTube. It's a wrap with rap, the podcast uncut. I want to thank everyone for listening. And for now, it's a wrap.